you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Thank you, Lord. The former treaty have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he was, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Amen. One of the ways we know Jesus is the Father. John the Baptist said, Behold the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire. And here we see Jesus saying, Wait for the promise of the Father. So we know that, that the man Jesus was the express image of the Father. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. Amen. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven, shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Lord, for this promise, amen, for the, this recorded word whereby we can learn about you, about the life and times of you. God, I ask you to, to anoint us with that same power that the first church was anointed with. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. And you may be seated in the name of the Lord. I read about a church that decided to build a new building. And so they put together a building committee. And they began to meet regularly. And over many meetings and discussions, they passed the, filing, the following resolutions. We shall build a new church. The new building will be located on the site of the old building. The material in the old building 
will be used for the construction of the new building. And we shall continue to use the old building until the new building is complete. The problem with this church and their building committee is they wanted no change. <laughs> but they wanted a new building. Change is difficult. It is. We are creatures of habit. If you don't believe me, look where you're sitting. <laughs> you seem to sit there every service. Did you park this morning in the place you always park in? You know, we are creatures of habit. It's not just church. Um, I mean, we like our order of service. We like, I do. I like, we sing two or three songs, do some announcements, do offering, have a special, preach, a prayer or whatever to end the service. I like that we have prayer every other Sunday night. I think it's the second and fourth Sunday. For some reason, I can't get that stuck in my head, but I think that's right. Uh, um, and I like it. I like our Wednesday night service. Uh, uh, I like the order of things. Amen. It would be uh, difficult if every week you had to wait to hear from the pastor. We're going to have church this week on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. And then uh, this Sunday we're going to have service at 3 p.m. And then you have to wait till the next week to hear when we're going to have service. It would be, we, we like the order of things. It's, it's who we are as, as human beings. It's no difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's no different at home, right? I'm, I'm, you know, you basically park in the same place every time you park at home. You know, unless something's going on, you you most likely have your favorite chair. You know, your your uh, uh, I I know that in in our bed uh, I sleep on the same tie on the same side. You know, uh, if my wife goes to bed before I do and she happens to fall asleep on my side, I'm not going to go over to her side. I'm going to wake her up. Hey, you're on my side. <laughs> Right? Because I don't like change. I want it. I've got my, you know, my indention <laughs> in our memory foam. I got my pillows. Get on your side. We, we, we really are no different. Um, I was telling Brother John uh, Friday night, uh, I was driving to go bowling. We, we met to go bowling. We had a good time. And, and, uh, uh, I was on, I had the radio on and I was listening to a, a college basketball game. And just in that moment that I was listening to the game, uh, uh, my mind just kind of, you know, I just got into my regular routine. And my regular routine is when I get on the highway, I drive to work in horse heads. And so I began to listen to the game as I'm getting ready to go bowling and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm almost in horse heads. <laughs> I'm going, wait, I'm supposed to be bowling. I'm not supposed to be going to work. So, so I was late. Oh, well, we, we, we're creatures of habit is what I'm saying. We really are. Uh, we don't do change very well. I read a story of a new pastor who was commenting to one of his members who had been there many years. 
And he said to the member, and he said, I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes throughout the years. And the man replied, yeah, but I've been against every one of them. <laughs> we don't like change. In the book of Acts, it's, it's the book where Jesus began to do and to teach. It, it's about what he began to do and to teach and how the church interpreted it and what they did after he ascended. It's the book that tells us that the Jewish clock stopped ticking and the dispensation of grace came into fruition as the church was born. It really is the most exciting book in the New Testament. It records Christ's ascension. It records the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It records um, uh, Christ being the head of the church. It records how Christ helped, how Christ gave hope uh, to these newborn Christians. And, uh, and he left them. But church, he didn't leave them without some parting words without some, some uh, 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 parting instructions uh, for the church to fulfill. So this morning, I just want to talk about some things that Jesus left for us to do. Some things Jesus left for us to do. First, he left, he left the church with, with an unfinished mission. His mission was not accomplished. There is still a mission out there that needs to be finished. Amen. Three times in the Gospels and once in the book of Acts, Jesus tells us what to do. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, right? Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Mark 16 and 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preaching uh, uh, the gospel to every creature. Luke 24 and 47, and that re repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. In Acts 1 and 8, and ye shall receive power, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the earth. So Jesus gave us a commission. He gave us a mission to share this gospel, to teach and to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And he told us what to say. We are to be witnesses uh, by our words, the testimony of our mouth, our lips, whatsoever therefore, or whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. And so we are to witness with our work, the consistency of our lives. We're the witness uh, also with our warmness. So we witness with our word, we witness with our work, and we witness with our, our warmness. Uh, John 13 and 34 says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even 
as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We are challenged as Christians today because uh, 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 it is being talked about. It is being taught. Uh, it, is, it is being, I don't want to say preached, but, but church, the society we live in today says that if you don't believe in a certain lifestyle, it means you hate that person. So if you don't believe in the lifestyle of, of, uh, of, of an alternate sexual preference, it means that you hate people. But we know it doesn't mean that at all. Uh, I don't believe in the lifestyle of, of getting drunk, but does it mean that I hate people who drink? Well, of course not. But this world is teaching everybody that we do and so church it's a challenge and we've got to step up to the plate on this to let everyone know every saint every sinner that we love people that we're warm to people amen brother our, our old pastor brother johnson used to say you can't be an exoskeleton you can't be hard on the outside and soft on the inside you You've got to be soft on the outside. You've got to be hard on the inside. You have a structure on the inside. But this world doesn't really care about your structure. They want to know, do you love me? Do you care about me? Are you willing to sacrifice something for me? And that's what we've been commissioned to do. Amen. Preach this gospel with our words, with our works, with our warmth. This world is lost, church. They're lost. Amen. They need Jesus. Whoever they are, rich, poor, liberal, conservative, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, church. They need Jesus. Everyone needs them. And we've got the answer. We've got the, we've got the goods. Amen. And he told us where to serve. Where do we serve? Jerusalem, that's, that's our local areas, our family, our workplace, our neighborhood, our city. Judea, that was the parish, that was, that was the county, per se. Samaria, our state, uttermost parts of the earth, home missions, foreign missions. In our, uh, in our um, board meeting that we're going to have, we're going to talk about... Uh, things that we want to do this year in and around the church, events that we want to get involved in. And one of the things that I really would like to do, uh, uh, I would like to have a, con a concentrated effort on Christmas for Christ. A concentrated effort. I, I would love to just one time, and we always give a decent offering to Christmas for Christ. Uh, but man, I would love to bless the young families out there uh, in North America who are going to places that are unchurched and trying to start churches. I would love to bless them this year. Amen. Amen. I would love to do that. Uh, uh, you see, church, that's the uttermost parts of the earth. I would love to reach out 
and, and do something. You know, have you ever thought about a turtle? A turtle, it makes progress when it sticks its neck out. <laughs> I want to stick my neck out this year for Jesus. I want to do something that we've never done before. Amen. I, I do. I want to reach people that we've never reached before. Uh, an elderly lady I read about was praying one day, and she finished her prayer with this unusual request. She said, Lord, when you're through with this old soul here on earth, let me come to heaven dragging tired because of everything I did for you. I like that prayer. Lord, when you're done with us as a church, I hope we are exhausted because of all the work we've done for you, Lord. Amen. I don't want to be found not doing something for Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to be found doing something for him. Amen. I pray, I pray that that becomes our prayer request. We need to pray that God gives us the health, the ability, the authority, the anointing to work for his kingdom faithfully, to, to literally spend our lives for Jesus Christ. What can I do for Jesus? Amen. Because he left the church with this unfinished mission. We're supposed to share the good news. We're supposed to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Secondly, Jesus left the church with a, I wrote it down, an unchallenged message. And what I mean by that is, there is no message that challenges the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Muhammad is not a challenge to the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Buddha is not a challenge to the message of Jesus Christ. Amen. Church, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. He conquered it. Acts 1 and 3 says he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. His, his conquest was prophesied in the Old Testament starting <clears throat> with the messianic message of Genesis 3 and 15. He, his conquest began in his earthly ministry. It was achieved with his death on the cross. It was confirmed with his resurrection. It was extended. His conquest was extended through the church. And it will be consummated by his return. And so we are in stage five of his conquest. He is still extending his kingdom. He's still extending it. Amen. And he's doing it through us as we reach people who don't know about Jesus. We have got to tell this story of Jesus Christ. We've got to tell it, church. It's simple. It's beautiful. God came to where we were at when he robed himself and became flesh. And that flesh is Jesus Christ. God had an earthly ministry. He died on a cross for our sins. He paid the price for our sins. Amen. And all we have got to do 
is give our lives to Him. And we give our lives to Him by believing on the Lord, by repenting of our sins, believing that He'll forgive us, by being baptized in His name, believing that He's going to wash away our sins, and being filled with His Spirit, believing that He is going to anoint us with power to overcome anything that we have in our lives. Church, that's powerful. That's a simple message. Amen. It's non-offensive. Hallelujah. It will touch people who are looking for Jesus Christ. We have got to tell the story of Jesus. We've got to tell it. In church, Jesus left us with the power to, to accomplish his mission, his mission and his message. He left us with the power. Amen. Through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, he has given us the power of conviction. Hear what I'm saying. The Holy Ghost gives us conviction. It gives us, as saved individuals, conviction to realize that there is a need to share the good news of forgiveness. A conviction to realize that there is a need to share the good news of salvation with those that aren't saved. Amen. Church, I'm, I, I believe you know what I'm saying. I believe that as you enter into a friendship with a co-worker, that there's a point where you begin to have conviction that they're not saved and that you know what it takes to be saved. Right? And you act on that conviction. In your prayers, Lord, please open a way that I can share this gospel with so-and-so. Lord, please make a way that I could reveal to them how good you are, right? You're convicted. But church, he doesn't just convict us. When somebody begins to have a hunger for Jesus, he begins to convict them. Oh, I need to, I need to turn my life around. I, I need a change. Things aren't going the way I thought they would. I need something different. I need a new beginning. I need a new life. I need to start over. Amen. And then church, they can come to you and you can tell them, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. So the Holy Ghost convicts on both accounts, the saint and the sinner alike, all about reaching the lost. Amen. We need to realize that his death, burial, and resurrection still applies today. It still applies today. And it gives us the power of compassion. We have got to love. We've got to love. Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about Jesus. It's about, as the song uh, uh, says, I don't want to leave a legacy. I want, I want Jesus. I want people to know Jesus. Doesn't matter if my name is recorded in any book. Doesn't matter if anyone ever knows anything about you five years after you're dead. But man, if you have bought, brought people to Jesus Christ, wow. Right? Hallelujah. Lord, give us compassion to love other people. Remember, church, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Amen. We have got to. We've got to find a way. And Jesus left us with this unshakable testimony. Unshakable. 
Amen. The greatest testimony that we have, it's the witness of our lives. I mean, secondary, you have the witness of your lips, but the witness of your life tells so much more about Jesus than whatever words come out of your mouth. I mean, they, they should be going together. But church, if, if you aren't living a life that says your God is real, no one's going to believe what you say. We've got the witness of our life. And then the Lord will use the witness of our, of our lips. You see, when you have the witness of your life, and you don't react the way this world reacts, when bad things come your way, you react in a godly way, you know. Oh, that's horrible what happened. Well, I'm praying about it. Lord will get me through. Amen. Lord will get me through. Boy, that you've really been blessed. You really worked hard. You deserve it. Well, you know, I, I've got to give the Lord the credit. Lord's been on my side. He's just never left me. He's been good through, He's been good whether things are good or bad. God's always been there. I'm just so thankful for God. You see, church, your, your witness of how you live your life, boy, it speaks volumes. Volumes. And so the Lord uses our works and our words to reach the lost. Our lifestyle, it speaks volumes, volumes to those, to those who need God. And the longer you live for God, the better you should be doing. The, the longer you live for God in the Holy Ghost, the louder your volume should be in the life you live. I'm not talking about the words you know, you shouldn't every year raise the, the decibels of the words, you know. You have got to know Jesus. I'm talking about your life should just, it, it just should speak volumes. Amen. I remember it was Brother, Brother D's. We were at a rally in San Antonio, and Brother G, D's, boy, he preached a message. I remember him saying he must have got the Holy Ghost when he was a kid, you know. He said, I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost has been good to me since I was, when I was nine. It was good to me when I was 19. He was an old preacher. It was good to me when I was 29. It was good to me when I was 39. Boy, that church was getting excited. He was preaching. And he got into his 60s and 70s. He said, it's still good to me. Still good to us, isn't it? Hallelujah. He never left me nor forsaken me. He's always been there. I tell you, church, God is God got me through the end of my teenage years. He got me through my 20s, got me through my 30s, 40s. Church, you can preach it all day long. And the longer you live for God, amen, the louder your testimony gets. Because you can tell anybody, amen, if you're old like Bill and Don and me, you can tell anybody who's going through something. Listen, I remember when I was going through that, and God got me through. I remember when I had a tragedy in my family and God got me through. I remember when this or that happened, when my ankles began to hurt, my knees began to crack, and God got me through. I remember when I got that phone call from the doctor that things weren't going to be all right, but God got me through. Hallelujah. I remember when my kids uh, were struggling with stuff, but God got me through. You see, church, the longer you live for God, the louder your testimony gets. Amen? 
because it's an, un, it's an unfinished mission. It's unfinished. Hey man, he still, his kingdom is still conquering. It's still conquering. In Jesus' name. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 16, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He left the church with the testimony. Amen. We have the book of Revelations. We have, we have redemption. He left us with this. But we're to share it. In church... The last thing I want to say before I finish preaching, he left the church with an unchanging promise. His promise has never changed. The angel said to the disciples, ye men of Judea, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up into heaven, shall come in like manner as you see him go. Jesus left church, but he's coming back. He's coming back. Hallelujah. He left bodily, church, he's coming back bodily. He left visibly, he's coming back visibly. Church, don't you hope that you are part of that scene where atheists' jaws are dropping as Jesus comes back from heaven? And they're like, what? <laughs> he is coming in person, church, because he left in person. He's coming on a cloud because he left on a cloud. He is coming to the Mount of Olives because that's where he left. He's coming back, church, because his promises are yea and amen. They're unchanging. He promised he would. He said he'd come back. Amen. To take his bride. Amen. The church to be with him in heaven. He's coming back. I don't know about you, church, but I sure look forward to being part of that bride that is raptured out of this world and taken to that marriage supper of the Lamb. I sure look forward, amen, to that moment. I, 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 I hope that the rapture takes place while we're in church. I, I do. I mean, that's just kind of how I, I, I'm not that self-centered because I know everyone has church at different times. They're not having church yet in California. But, you know, big deal. Let's let the rapture take place according to church time corning New York. That's what I say. But church, we are all going to be caught up together in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord? And what's the next verse say? Comfort one another with these words. I'm trying to comfort you this morning, church. His promises are yea and amen. They do not change. He left this church with this unchanging promise. I'm coming back. Let's stand. So he left the church with the unfinished mission. He left the church with an unchallenged message. Can't challenge the message of Jesus. He left the church with the power to accomplish the mission and share the message. He left the church with an unshakable testimony. Your testimony can reach the lost. And he left the church with an unchanging promise. He's coming back. Amen. Christopher Searcy, I believe, was from Chicago. 
He was playing basketball with his buddies in inner city Chicago back in the late 1990s. And uh, there was a, a gang fight that took place in the midst of these boys playing basketball. And he was shot. He was actually shot through the chest. And his buddies picked him off the ground. And he was bleeding out. And they carried him. They carried him to the Ravenswood Hospital. But they dropped him right about 40 feet from the entrance. They dropped, they dropped him on the ground and they ran into the hospital. In church, that place where they left him wasn't hospital property. And they ran in, in and they said, help, help. Our buddy's been shot. And they said, where is he? And they said, he's 40 feet or wherever it was. He's, he's just outside these doors. He's just over there. And the hospital staff said, we can't help him. We can't because it's against our policy to administer aid to those off of hospital property. And so they, the police showed up. The police picked him up, got him into the hospital and church. He died. He died. We are surrounded by people who knew Jesus Christ. And we've got to get out of our head that the only place they're going to find him is here because this is the only place that they can really get the help they need. I, I, I beg to differ. My coworkers need Jesus right there in the building that I work at. And my neighbors need Jesus right there in their house that they live in. In church, there's a lot of people that you'll never get in these four walls. Not, at least not while they're not saved. Amen. Uh, our goal can't be to try to get people to walk through these doors. That can't be our goal. Our goal has got to be to get Jesus in their lives. And if we've got to get Jesus in their lives, which is the mission the Lord has given us to fulfill, then we're going to have to do it out there. Amen. We're going to have to reach them out there with our love, with our warmth, with our word, with our testimony, with this incredible message, church, it, 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 you, there isn't a message about salvation in any other religion that matches the message of Jesus Christ. We've got the message. And we've got the anointing to share the message. According to Acts chapter 1, we've been endued with power. Amen, church, I love healing. I do. But I tell you, Jesus didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you could be healed of every ailment you got. It's not what Acts chapter 1 says. He gave us the Holy Ghost to be witnesses. To share the gospel with the lost, with the hurting, with the hungry. God, anoint us this morning. Open our eyes to what this mission is, to what this calling is, Lord. We're, we, we, we aren't going to be able to get everyone into the hospital 
Lord, we can't let that be our policy. We've got to go out. We've got to reach them. I've got to touch my neighbors. I've got to touch my coworkers. I've got to touch my family. They're hurting. They're hungry. They need you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, anoint us, God. Anoint us, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you want to pray for God's anointing, amen, for his mission to be fulfilled, these altars are open. You can pray at your chair. Amen. But, but church, we have got to make it. We've got to make his mission our mission. We've got to make his mission our mission. Hallelujah. We've got to make his message our message. In Jesus' name, I, I want my last breath to be taken doing something for Jesus. Amen. I want my last action to be something for Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jesus.